Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real talk with real people, sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the edge of every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. We are live in the hive. Thank you for joining me on this, the 20th episode of The Edge of Every Day, here on talkradio.nyc. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, and for those of you who don't know me yet, I encourage you to check out my bio on talkradio.nyc, or visit my website, sandrabargeman.com, or tune in to any of my previous episodes. In a nutshell, this show is about celebrating triumphs, pushing boundaries, and exploring rough edges. Through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues, it's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we're resistant to change, those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and our understandings, both about ourselves and about the world around us, those places where we don't want to look. Listen, we live in turbulent times, and we are coming to understand that life isn't black or white. It must be an embrace of both, and the more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, it's time to introduce our guest this evening. Dr. Renee White, a.k.a. Dr. Nay, is a professor of education at St. Joseph's College in New York. Dr. Ney earned her doctoral degree of educational leadership at the University of Virginia and has been a college professor since 1995. Also, as a graduate of New York University and Cooney Brooklyn College, she teaches literacy, curriculum and instruction, and cultural diversity. She is a well-published scholar in academe presenting at national and international conferences. Dr. Ney is currently writing motivational poetry. She shares her insights about women's experiences regarding life and love with her diverse audience of women. Her recent book publication, Embrace Your Power, a sister-to-sister conversation, affords her readers an opportunity to self-reflect and self-empower through her poetic craft. As the founder and president of her consulting company, she offers empowered feminine leadership workshops, inspiring women leaders, and teaching effective strategies to embrace their authentic feminine power and energy in their inclusive business environments. Dr. Ney also promotes women's unity, encouragement, empowerment, and education via a virtual community. The Sister to Sister Conversations blog, which welcomes women from around the globe to share their professional expertise and learned life experiences with one another. Dr. Ney's mission is to facilitate a worldwide movement that embraces and advocates for women's empowerment. A reminder, this month is Women's History Month. The theme of Women's History Month this year is providing healing, promoting hope. And I've chosen four women for my four Monday night conversations on the edge of every day this month that do just that. Provide healing and promote hope. Four women committed to the upliftment and advancement of other women. And tonight, for my fourth conversation during Women's History Month, I am thrilled to welcome Dr. Ney. 
Hello, Dr. Nay. Welcome. Hey, Sandra. How are you tonight? I am doing <laughs> fabulously. How are you doing? I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am so happy <laughs> to have you here. Thank you so much for saying yes and sharing your wisdom and knowledge and beauty. And I'm loving your gorgeous springtime pink. That's inspiring me too. Yes, even though it's only, what, 30 degrees here in New York. But... I know, but we need the inspiration because it was hot just a couple of days. Well, not hot, but warm, but warm. But spring is here. All the signs are here. And with that, we're going to dive in just to let our listeners know that Dr. Nay and I know each other um, as the last two guests on the podcast. Uh, we know each other through our Reset Networking group. Um, it's not all women, but mostly women and the men that we love. And it's been fantastic getting to know Dr. Nay and reading her fantastic book of poetry, which we will get into later in our conversation. But first, I want to hear the story about you're, you're a, a, a girl from Jamaica, Queens. Am I right? Yes. You're a New Yorker through and through. All the way through. I'm a little girl from South Jamaica, Queens, right by Kennedy Airport. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, so you have soaring in your spirit. You have soaring above in your spirit. I, I do. I do. I went to uh, an elementary school that was right by Kennedy Airport. And I don't know if people remember those airplanes, those Concords. Oh my gosh, those yes. those uh, supersonic airplanes. Um, I guess it was back in the seventies, mm -hmm. and they had to uh, change the windows because they used to make such a loud noise, and they used to disrupt the classrooms. That's how close my wow. elementary school was. To, oh, well, the building is still there. But um, yes, yes. So the school was right on the edge of Kennedy Airport. So just to wow. give you, keep the audience an idea of where I grew up. So, so this very school that you attended is where you dreamed of becoming a teacher, correct? Yes. Was that always a life goal? It was. I always I wanted it. to be a teacher. I was one of those uh, little girls who had the chalkboard in the basement. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I did played, too. And played school. Oh my, I love that. You're a, a lifelong learner. A, a, lifelong, a lifelong learner. You know, when I was in second grade, I used to you know, go to the kindergarten hallway at lunchtime and, and read to the babies, you yeah, know? Of course. Um, so I always had it um, in my blood. I love that. So, so uh, you grow up, you, you, you decide that this is truly the path that you want to take. So tell us about that path and how that brought you to becoming a professor, a college professor. Share that story with us. Okay, so um, I went through uh, school. I went through the New York City Board of Education. Um, actually, uh, I I began NYU. I went to NYU in the pursuit of a degree to be a computer science math major. <laughs> oh, interesting. Because at that time, they were saying, oh, you get a job, you know, at IBM, it, you can make a lot of money, right. blah, 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 blah. Tech, 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 tech. Tech, tech, tech. But actually, I tried it. Um, my eyes went bad. I hated, I hated it. Um, the programming it was very tedious. But my eyes went bad a couple of times, um, and I said, "No, my passion is teaching." Mm. So I went back to teaching, um, and I became a teacher. Um, I graduated, and actually, I went back to teach at my elementary school. Oh my. And what was so amazing about that was some of my teachers were still teaching at the school. 
So I was in a dilemma of, do I call them by their first name (laughs) or do I call them Mr. or Mrs. because of the respect, you know, it it was awkward because I was still young. I was what, 21, you know? Um, So it was wonderful. And what was even so fascinating was that some of my classmates' children Mm. were attending the school. So it was such a wonderful feeling because I went back um, as a role model, you know, where I was showing the children that, yes, you know, you can um, grow up, you know, in the neighborhood and you can achieve, you can, you know, aspire, you can have dreams and and you can fulfill those. Uh, So it was it was great going back to um, my elementary school. Um, And then I decided that I wanted to move out of the classroom. I wanted to expand my impact. Um, So I decided to um, attend Brooklyn College and pursue my master's degree in literacy um, and focus on teaching reading in the classroom. And with that, I would go into other classrooms and um, collaborate with other teachers and take on more of an administrative um, role as well. Uh, So then I was able to uh, navigate between other schools, right? Um, and, And I did that. And then I decided to move to Virginia because I wanted to spread my wings a little bit and see what it was like to live outside of New York, and I have family in Virginia. Um, So when I moved to uh, Virginia, I decided to um, pursue my doctoral degree because um, I also wanted to make a difference in regards to policy. Um, So I decided to uh, pursue my doctorate in educational leadership to become a superintendent. Because I felt that I can make even more change if I could make an impact on policy decision making. So that's why I attended uh, the University of Virginia. And then you moved into, you you took a position, we have two minutes till our break. So finish this wonderful story that I've heard you share about, um, about, you couldn't find a job out of the gate and you ended up getting your job at a college, which I loved. It was not what, what you intended was not the plan. It wasn't the plan. So I applied for superintendent jobs. I applied for higher education jobs and, and God led me to (laughs) higher education, (laughs) which is where they needed you. And yeah, I guess that was, Teaching, teaching and, I, and I ended up teaching at Virginia Union University, which is a historical black institution. And, and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, and I was mentored by Dr. Dolores Green, who always said that she saw a part of herself in me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she groomed me and I had such a learning experience. Um, uh, teaching um, at that institution and oh. the, the rest is history and I've been in higher ed now for almost 28 years unbelievable well that is a exquisite place for us to take a break when we come back we will hear from Dr. Nay about how she moved into writing, authoring this incredible book of poetry. We'll find out about her workshops and her online virtual community when we are back on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Dr. Nay. And so let's pick it up. Um, I did say we were going to dive right away into your book, but I, I do want to, to, to before, because we're going to get back to uh, cultural diversity in, in our next session, but I wanted so to talk about your teaching the teachers. You're working at this level in, and training the teachers in literacy and cultural diversity. Speak to us a little bit about that before we move into your book, please. Well, it's, it's really interesting because I, as a elementary teacher, I wanted to make an impact on the children of color, all children, but especially children of color, right? A direct impact. And I had wanted to make an impact as a superintendent, right, in regards to um, having influence on policymaking. Mm. So now, as a teacher of teachers, right, <laughs> I am making an impact in regards to preparing teachers, not just pre-service teachers, but in-service teachers, because I teach undergrads and graduate teachers as well, right? Okay. okay. Um, so, you know, so I think about how many teachers I've influenced over the years. Um, and then I think about, you know, articles that I've written in journals that have come into the hands of other um people, right, in academe and conferences that I've presented in regards to my thoughts in mm. regards to diversity, right? Of course. Um, you know, so it, it's just amazing how probably when you think about it, I might have influenced even more people in the path that I've, I've, I've taken. Um, oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> my goodness. Yes. The tendrils, you know, right. In the professional development. And, um, so yes. So I, I, so yes. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very uh, pleased with, with, um, the 28 years that, um, extraordinary I, I, work. I, I've been doing this. And now, you know, and I know we'll get into this a little later on, but, you know, I've, I've come in this, in this crossroads, you know, in my career that now I'm writing motivational poetry, mm. yes, for women, but also writing poetry for children um, in regards to getting um, curriculum out there into school districts, um, diverse 
or multicultural curriculum out there into school districts for children Mm -hmm. um, that we need to um, really uh, create more learning opportunities, not just for children of color, but for all children to get exposure and to get more um, material um, for all students, Mm -hmm. right? To become more sensitive to and more aware. Oh my goodness. All all students to become more, all adults and all students. Yes. Hello, to become more sensitive and more aware, of course, yes. You know, I'm, I'm, we will get into this deeper, but I, w- I want to wrap your poetry into to the depth of that conversation before we, we really dive into that. Um, so, l- but let me back up a bit. So, so you're teaching and you have this amazing career with tendrils and you're motivated to motivate more people and to teach and to spread. And, and, and so you get this idea to turn your writing for academe into creative writing (laughs) how did that happen what was that spark and 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 did it happen within COVID? i think i remember you saying that in something that i learned interesting and how did that change your understanding of your voice and how did the poetry start so tell us that story honestly sandra i really don't know how it happened it just kind of happened (laughs) (laughs) perfect answer um, COVID hit, um, and, he went, ah! and, and, you know, everything shut down. Um, everything was remote, you know, yep. um, I was home sitting, um, and, um, and the words just started coming. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said before, you know, I wrote academic stuff, journals, all of that jazz, proposals, blah, 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 blah. I was never um, a poetry writer per se. I wrote a couple of poems here and there in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But then the words just started channeling, 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 channeling. Um, And the rest, as I say, is history. The rest is pretty much much history, you know? And and like I was telling you before, you know, I'll go back and and I'll read a poem and I'm just laughing like I, you know, like... I'm enjoying it like I'm reading it the first time <laughs> and, and I'll giggle and and enjoy it myself like someone else wrote it um so mm. it's it's been an amazing it's been an amazing journey and I actually I just realized um a little while ago that actually today's my anniversary of um launching the blog oh my goodness happy anniversary congratulations thank you, thank you. And, and, and so, so you, as is always the case, Dr. Nay, we have so much we want to talk about. We're never going to get to everything. So I'm going to, I'm going to just make the statement that you wrote spectacular poetry for, for young women of color. And then you moved into making poetry or writing poetry for young men of color. And then, then you moved into poetry for women and you moved this whole mentality into online and creating your blog and your, on, your virtual community. How did that come about? Again, happy anniversary on that. That's fantastic. <laughs> right. So I, I wrote the poetry and I just felt that I was given the poetry for a reason. And I felt that the poetry wasn't just to um, sit on the computer. So I wanted a platform for the poetry to get out there for women, to help women, um, for them to utilize it. So you didn't you didn't first think about making this into a book. Your first impulse was the online community? Right. Oh, I love that. Right, right. I didn't realize that. That's great. Right. So it was to get out there to create conversation, um, to have a platform, and I posted the videos. So I started posting the videos to create the sister-to-sister conversations. And these videos for people who are listening are? Um, For women. 
videos um, of you doing what? Oh, of me reading the poetry. Cool. So I was posting um, the poetry um, and the sisters um, joined and there are over like 250 sisters now. I mean, from around the world, from Japan, South Africa, UK, Canada, across the States. Um, it's, it's just amazing, amazing. Mm. Um, and then my sons were saying, um, well, start a YouTube channel, a little more accessible because, you know, for the sisterhood, with the website, you know, people have to, you know, log on and blah, 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 blah. So well, I, it's membership, right? Right. It's membership and it's free membership, yeah. you know, um, so there is uh, a sister showcase, you know, so you can get to know each other. You send in a picture, um, a little bio to get to know, you know, who you are and et cetera. Little sister socials. Um, I oh. have, you know, here and you're right. You could just, you know, um, uh, have a little Zoom meeting and just talk and and that type of thing, um, etc. Um, so it's just, you know, so it was doing, you know, the COVID time and just, you know, getting together and supporting each other and and that type of thing. And then I said, well, let me publish the book, and then publishing the book came about. <laughs> Um, etc. Um, so yes, so that's how it all kind of is is and I and I'm and as someone described it, um, I'm kind of riding the wave, you yeah. know. It, it's just kind of I'm just kind of following the pebbles of my path. Mm. Um and now from the book I've developed um my empower feminine leadership workshop yes as to um how i can um help women embrace their feminine and masculine energies right mm. um to be leaders in the workforce oh, um, it's so, so needed oh you know, my goodness exactly exactly so with the so with the the blog you know it's it's based upon the premise of encouraging, embracing, empower, and to educate, right? Because mm-hmm. I realized that all these sisters, and I love how you say it, all these <laughs> sisters come from so many different backgrounds, right? They have so many different expertise, experiences, life lessons, learning, and we can all learn and share from each other. So there was this wonderful uh, workshop that I facilitated with these five sisters um, from Canada, from Texas, et cetera, in regards to juggling hats, because as women, we (laughs) juggle so many hats. Oh my Lord. One was a psychotherapist. One was, uh, had expertise in regards to preventing burnout. One was, uh, she specialized in in emotional intelligence, Mm. um, et cetera. And it was a a sold out event. It was free, but you know, it was a sold out event. And it was phenomenal, you know, phenomenal. And it was, it was just great. And the women came and it was a great event. So I hope to have another, you know, one of those, but it was the idea of just coming together, sharing expertise and just supporting each other, you know? Um, So, yes. So that was with the blog, but you know, with the workshops, I'm looking at more of, um, you know, with corporate, um, with women who are looking at um, how to not right who find themselves in a patriarchal corporation and want to tap into their power as females exactly exactly and uh, it's so incredibly needed at this time and it's it's remarkable how the the stream of education and curiosity and upliftment of people is your story it's so beautiful it is just so beautiful and on that it's a great time to take a break when we come back with dr nay we're going to dive into more about her work in on her blog, in her poetry, etc., and dive a little deeper into cultural diversity in all aspects of her work. When we are back on the edge of every day, stay tuned. 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. with Dr. Nay on the edge of every day. And I want to do a shout out before we dive in. I think this is a great question that can lead into this next session. Next session. Sharon Leader, shout out to you and Milton, I hope. Dr. Nay, wow, you have always looked into how to move forward and expand. Indeed she has. Where did your motivation come from? Wow. Well, thanks, Sharon, uh, for that question. Oh, well, and we can we can put that towards um, cultural diversity if you want to move that answering in into and move from in that into your work in cultural diversity. How about that? That's a good one idea. I, the motivation I think comes from seeing the need. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I so get that about you. I mean, you just are so present. You know. Okay, so um, so talk to us about your your cultural diversity uh, work, and in specific, I, I you know I I really want to dive into from your point of view, how has cultural diversity in education evolved, and how has it fallen flat. <laughs> Um, okay. Honestly, um, doing this, this for so many years, um, I've seen some progress, but not enough. I hear you. Um, we still have, um, a long way to go a very long way um, to go in regards to um, teachers being prepared um, to teach in diverse settings um, in regards in regards to um, having uh, multicultural materials mm. in the classrooms, right? And feel free to dive in um, with examples whenever you oh, want. Okay. Examples and stories. And stories. illustrate <laughs> all of these things. Uh, or even the idea of, um, of, of 
the the population of diverse teachers, right? In the oh, right, uh, totally. Well, yeah, before you do that, I, I was blown away by this. Um, this 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 cultural diversity in the classroom is on the rise. In 2017, U.S. public schools hit a minority majority milestone with Latino, African American, and Asian students having surpassed the number of white students in 20. 20- 44, the U.S. Census predicts that over half the nation's population will be people of color. So, it, it, hello. That blew my mind that, that then to know that where we were going in this conversation, it was, mm-hmm. we have our work cut out. Anyway, continue, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um, I don't have the, the, the percentage of teachers, but, you know, it was mm-hmm. interesting. I had a conversation um just friday with um a parent um and she was saying how her a child um had one teacher of color in their whole school career you know and i'm like oh really i'm like well you know my children pretty much had that same same experience um and that was you know, and they graduated from high school, you know, some years ago. So it's like, oh, okay, things haven't changed <laughs> much, you know. But, you know, it's it's sad to say because I've had my students that I teach, at, you know, at the college level tell me the same thing, that, you know, sometimes I'm their first. Wow. You know, <laughs> their first, you know, teacher of, of color. In, in college um so that's very telling right there um but i've had this, this very interesting experience um some weeks ago and i i was sharing with you how you know i've written these books for um children of color and just this morning i was debating if I should write, you know, include in the title um, uh, for children of color or not. And I decided, yes, I'm going to write for children of color because they're really for all children, but why not say for children of color? Because it's really for all children, right? Um, Because all children need to be exposed to all books because I don't want to get all into it, but just like for the cultural diversity class that I teach and I've been teaching it for 20 something years is that books that we read for mainstream are really written for mainstream white people. Okay. You said it. Yeah. Um, And if you read it and you analyze it, right. And would I have my students analyze it? They're really written, like you said, for white people and is written with white gays. Yes, of course. Right? Because the, the the people of color, right, are the others or written with um exoticism. Oh so, yes. You know, so um, but it was so interesting because I attended this um publishing uh workshop conference. So, because I'm new into, you know, publishing um, industry and I wanted to learn and, and see how I can get my books published and get them into school districts and et cetera. And um, so, so I attended, you know, listened to the keynote speaker and, you know, and she was saying, yeah, you know, we need, you know, more multicultural books, you know, we need more diverse authors and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So the next day I attend um, a session with this literary agent. So I'm like, okay, let me find out more as to, you know, the whole process of traditional publishing and et cetera. So I'm listening to her and, and she says, yeah, you know, you know, we get, you know, hundreds of, 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 of query letters, you know, every day and blah, blah, blah. But you know, sometimes if, you know, if a friend or somebody I know, you know, knows someone who wants to give me a letter, I will take it 
and I'm glad to read it. And and I guess I'll bring it to the front of the list. So I'm here listening. Okay, so I'm saying to myself, all right, most likely that person doesn't look like me. And that person is being brought to the front of the list. And I'm here sitting at the back of the list. And I feel like I'm being pushed further back to the back of the bus. You know, and I'm like, does this person even realizing that she's practicing privilege? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, does she realize what she's doing and saying it in broad daylight? So I'm like, how, how, how is this? What's, what's going on here? You know, are they, do they really want to really diversify? (laughs) Do they really want to diversify that was yeah. the books? Do they really want multicultural literature? Do they, do, you know, it, it's like, how, how, how do, how do really, how do authors of color get their books published? How do you even get good literature or diverse literature into school districts or to be published by traditional publication companies i mean how how does this even work you know so i'm just totally just hardened by this whole process and 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 the you know you just touched on my next question how is this that 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 it remains a hamster wheel that why is it that that there are not more people who are aware that I mean, it's such a buzzword right now, cultural diversity. Why is it that, and when I say buzzword, I mean that people are starting to to wake up and go, oh, I have to look at this, and this is white privilege, and this is where white people need to learn, and this is where they have blinders on, and this is where they need to shut up, and this is where they need to pay attention. And, you know, so I'm shocked to hear that, again, it, 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 we're so far behind in, uh, of all places, in education. Exactly, exactly. And here you have somebody with 30 years of experience with the, the you know, with the literacy and, and with, I think it's literature, you know, that's motivating and, and with, you know, and it's like, and it's like, I can't even get a foot in the door because, you know, you don't know you're not in with the crowd. You're right. Well, we have to take a break. And when we come back, we will contemplate this and we will move into our what your next steps are, Dr. Nay. And um, when we come back with the extraordinary Dr. Nay, who is forging new paths and putting out incredible tendrils of education everywhere she goes on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers... Avengers Assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc.
listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never And we are back with author and educator, Dr. Nay, on the edge of every day. So I have a quote here because it's Women's History Month that feels incredibly appropriate to read right at this moment. You may not always have a comfortable life and you will not always be able to solve all of the world's problems at once. But don't ever underestimate the importance you can have because history has shown us that courage can be contagious and hope can take on a life of its own by the extraordinary Michelle Obama. So you have your consulting business that continues to uh, the, where you are, are are working with people to educate them in this their understanding, I'm going to uh, implore the educators who are listening in, or the people who are listening in that know educators, to come back to talkradio.nyc and get the link to the show and send it to the educators and the people who know educators in your life immediately. We need to spread this word, we need to be on this issue, and we need to evolve more quickly with our cultural diversity, understanding the lens that we look through with all of this. Can you tell us any more on that, Dr. A, on your consulting business, what's next for you? Um, yes, I, I thank you for that, um, because we really like you had like you had stated you know the the classrooms are changing you know and as as teachers as educators we must you know change with that right mm. we must realize that we must meet the needs and of of our students we must see what do we have to do Right. <coughs> oh, um, bless speaking you. The truth. Bless you. Sneezing. Speaking <laughs> the truth. Right. So we have to see what what we don't know. You know, we can't. You know, keep functioning the way we have all all the time, if the situation has changed. Amen. You Amen. know. So I, I think we need to you know step up the game um, in a big way. In a big way. You know, all of us, all every of us. last one of us. Exactly, exactly. You know, and 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 just like I was, uh, you know, was telling us, uh, talking to someone earlier. You know, it's not just about you know bringing in a book, right? It's all about bringing in you know professional development, having the conversation, bringing in the compassion first, mm -hmm. um, and so that the material, the books, can be utilized properly. So that yes. it can make a difference. Yes. Because it's all about making a difference. Yes. You As know, you do. And we need to empower the teachers so that they can better empower the students. Well, I'm going to, uh, that's, that's it in a nutshell. We need to empower the teachers who empower the students. And so it goes generation after generation after generation so um because i'm always shocked at the end of the show how quickly it comes yeah. i'm gonna ask you to dive in right i know i'm, I'm always like my jaw always drops really uh, so know. i'm gonna ask you now to share how people can find you where they can get your oh i want you to hello i want you to read uh, your poem Oh, okay. That would be fantastic. This is 
Um, you have put yours up. It's weird with a green screen for me to show this, uh, but I have a, excuse me, a signed copy. Thank you very much because I'm special. Yes. yes, you are. You are the <laughs> Please read your glorious poem. Uh, Just Stand Still. Just Stand Still. Sometimes you need to just stand still and let your spirit's vessel fill. You must embrace your moment of silence to accept your divine guidance. Not hearing a whisper nor a sound, only the rhythm of your bleeding heart's pound. Letting your inner gut tell you where to go. Rather it's telling, rather it's traveling fast or taking it slow. You must listen to your voice from within to lead where you're going, not where you've been. Simply follow the path to your destiny as you navigate your personal journey. Just stand still and innately feel and take your hands off the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. Release your grip from the gears and not steer. Instead, be faithfully led without any fear. No need for a GPS globe or a map of the road <laughs> because your navigation will be instinctually told. Sometimes you need to just Stand still and not here. And your self-direction will be crystal clear. Amen. Just stand still and wholesomely believe. And trustingly, you will know when to stay or when to leave. Just stand still. Just stand still and listen. And listen. And listen to your gut and n don't look to the past. Mm -mm. Look to the present that will lead you into the future. Powerful, powerful stuff. So, um, I, so let's get back to how they can find this book of poetry how they can be a part of your online virtual community and be a part of your workshops and experience all your gloriousness where can they find you okay my website aka blog is dr nay blog d r n as in nancy a y dot blog b l o g um, and on there, um, you can find my, my book, um, but also you can find my book on, um, Amazon, just embrace your power. Um, also you can find it on Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, um, all the other booksellers. Um, Excellent. yes. Um, let's see what else I am on, uh, LinkedIn. Dr. Nay, Renee White. Um, I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Lovely. Um, yes. And your YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is Sister to Sister Conversations. Sister, S-I-S-T-A-H. To Sister, S-I-S-T-A-H, Conversations. Wonderful. So we have three minutes to the end of the show. Uh, please tell us um, what's next for you. You you have a couple more books that you're going to publish. Um, yes. Yes, I am uh, in the process of um, actually still seeking um, publishers. 
um, to publish um, the two books for um, young adolescents. Um, the assist the girl <laughs> and, um, and in the parallel text, yo bro, let me rap to ya. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they are also, they're also poetry books of poetry. Mm. And, um, and they are like conversations of, uh, life lessons. Um, and it's about appreciating your culture. Mm. Um, for young girls, appreciating your sister hair, yes. um, becoming different skin tones. Um, also I wrote the stories during, uh, poems during, uh, George Floyd. So activism, how can you become social agent of change? Poems oh, addressing, addressing, um, bullying, um, poems about demanding respect for the girls, for the boys, demanding your girl, um, um, the survival poem, like the uh, the conversation I have with my sons, if you stop by the by the police, you know, keep your hands on the wheel. Um, so those type of poems, um, and then also, I being a literacy specialist, um, there are uh, opportunities for students to to connect. So there are questions for them to make connections, um, uh, and also there are literacy. Um, what I call graphic organizers for them to uh, analyze and to uh, understand what they're writing. Um, so it's really um, an instructional tool that can be used in the classroom. Um, nice. Yeah. That's so fantastic. Yeah. So it's like kind of like a workbook, but it's motivational poetry. And with art. With art. The exactly. art of poetry. Exactly. The art of gorgeous speaking and motivation and upliftment. Dr. Nay, D-R-N-A-Y dot blog. You yes. can find all links to all things there. She is all over social media. Dr. Nay, thank you so much for being on my show, for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your beauty. It has been a great pleasure to have you here. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I've loved this experience. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> I relive on the edge. <laughs> Excellent. So let's talk after the show. For, for those of you who are listening in, thank you again for listening in. Thank you for being a part of our conversation tonight. Spread this word. Spread it far. Spread it wide. Remember, you are always on the edge of the miraculous. Until next Monday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, take good care. Good night. This is our last dance. This is our last dance. This is our sound. Under pressure. Under pressure. Under pressure. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? 
Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.